time for the announcement. Okay. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. Okay, kids, it's Pete, the world's okayest starring strength coach, back with your second favorite segment, What the Hell is Going On in Starring Strength World. Next seminar up December 8th through the 10th with just a few spots left, so don't delay. After that, February 9th through the 11th, and then April 12th through the 14th. We have our coaches workshop on February 3rd, and it's on Long Island. This is open to anybody and everybody geared towards folks that are coaches, trainers, doing one-on-one, group fitness, or just want to coach family and friends that much better. Come and learn the principles and methods of starting strength. There is a discount for active trainers, so check out the link for details. Self-Sufficient Lifter Camps, January 13th, Wichita Falls, and then May 18th in Omaha at Testify Strength and Conditioning. We have a squat camp in Queens, that's in Astoria on January 6th. We're going to press and bench press camp going on January 20th on Long Island. Deadlift and power clean camps, last chance to sign up for December 2nd on Long Island. Then January 27th in Indianapolis at Starring Strength Indianapolis. Squat and deadlift camp December 16th in Greenville, South Carolina, that's at Blockhaven. And then for three lift camps, we have a squat Deadlift and Power Clean Camp going on in Seoul, South Korea. That's the more fun of the two Koreas. And January 20th in Stockholm, Sweden. And finally, our new Rehab Injury and Pain Management Camp, January 6th in Katy, Texas. Starting Strength Katy, and then February 3rd in Chicago, Illinois. This camp is open to everyone. It's geared towards folks that are wanting to learn about how to deal with chronic pain and rehab injuries with the basic barbell lifts. So good for active coaches, clinicians, or folks that just want to figure out how to fix your own shit. Dr. Will Morris and Nick Delgadillo will be proctoring these camps. And then don't forget, it's the holiday season, so 50% off intros are available. You can get a gift card for 50% off an introductory session. It's a one-hour session at any Starring Strength gym. Cover the basic barbell lifts. So if you're looking for a not-so-subtle way to tell that special someone that they're weak as shit, head over to locations.starringstrengthgyms.com, find a gym near them, get them a gift card for 50% off, and tell them to get off their ass. And as usual, for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to StarringStrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. Howdy doody, y'all. It's appropriate. little regional, yeah. you know, little regional thing there. Just thrown in just to make everybody feel comfortable. Here we are. It's a beautiful fall day in North Texas. Wind is howling out of the north at 30 miles an hour. It's not cold, though. Well, it's only like 58 or something like it's that. It's 60 right now. 60 right now. Clear blue skies. Golden opportunities. Golden opportunities. <laughs> trains are going by. That's what the <laughs> train's going by. So commerce is taking place. Hey, right. money. You know, we laugh about blue skies, golden opportunities. Because that's the logo of our little <laughs> pathetic town we live in here at Wichita Falls. Oh, God. Blue skies, golden opportunities. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, shit. 
anyway, uh, it is a pretty day, though. You know, you can bitch about North Texas all you want to, but seven months out of the year, the weather's real good here. You know, in, in the dead of fucking January, it gets down to maybe 18. Yeah, there's about three weeks where it's real shitty. Three mm-hmm. weeks where it's real shitty and in the winter but then the next day it's back in the 50s, then the next day 60s. it's 45 and mm. then it goes down to 20 and it's sunny all the time here sunny all the time it's just perfect. i don't mind it at all no it's easy to cover up and stuff yeah. now the humidity here is higher so the wind cuts through your clothing much more effectively than it does where the humidity is low but that's just one of them deals you know so yeah just the only more. downside weather-wise is wear more is wind that's yeah, the wind, wind. Is, there's uh, no trees here you know but it's not uh it's not terrible it's not as bad as it is in amarillo it's not mm-hmm. terrible at you'll all. have to admit that yep. you've been in amarillo in oh, january yeah. you don't want to be outside right lubbock lubbock yeah bad. 30 oh, 35 here feels really fucking cold mm-hmm. 35 here wind. feels like 10 below yeah, a lot of, of other places right you know but uh, you can't <clears> convince uh, northern yankees of that no man i lived in yeah you know st louis is overcast most of the fucking year and uh you know 35 doesn't isn't really that cold there but no there's no there's you don't get that no much, sun you don't get that much sunshine nothing to warm you up right no vitamin d available no vitamin except d. in little bottles seasonal effective disorder yes that thing seasonal effective disorder effective Affective. Uh, yeah, affective. affective. Seasonal affective. Seasonal affective disorder. Because you're affected. You're affected. Somehow. <laughs> right. Affect <laughs> is a verb. Effect is the noun. There That's you go. That's your grammar lesson for today. There we go. All right. Now, let's get this shit over with, shall we? <clears throat> this is a particularly hateful batch of <coughs> comments, comments from, from the, haters. the haters. Now, if you qualified for this week's batch of comments <laughs> from the haters, you can eat a great big giant plate of my shit. Okay? Big giant plate. We'll provide the fork and the spoon. Because you suck, all right? Just telling you guys now before I read all these. These are awful, all right? So here's some stupid son of a bitch. All right. Rather than citing a woman with no training in epidemiology, he's talking about my, talking about Naomi Wolf's new book. All right. Infectious disease, the physics of aerosol dispersion, or any other scientific study. He, of course, knows that Naomi has no training in epidemiology infectious disease physics or any other scientific study right he knows that she can't possibly because she's she's too hot she looks too nice to have any of that kind of an academic background it might be more informative if you were to link to peer-reviewed scientific studies on SARS-CoV-19 and NPIs supporting your claims. Well, that's kind of the root of the problem, isn't it? That's that's (laughs) been the problem for three years. You weighing in on this topic with a dubious source is like some pencil-neck microbiology geek pontificating on strength training. You are a case study of the Dunning-Kruger effect. Hmm. 
Okay. Thus demonstrating conclusively that this fucking moron has paid absolutely no attention to the actual phenomenology of the past three years. Right? Right. Yeah. The only people you are allowed to listen to are people that get paid by the government. That's right. Well, that's the only people he listens to. That's the only people you're allowed to. Because they right. will never lie to you. It's almost like anybody who uses the terms evidence-based or <laughs> peer review, just they can just be immediately dismissed. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't matter what the fuck they say next. It's going to be bullshit. Because mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it is. It's yeah. complete <clears throat> bullshit because it's, it's uh, <clears throat> confirmation bias. Yeah. Not just on steroids, <laughs> but on like lots and lots and lots of fucking steroids. Okay. For example, the amount is incoherent nonsense in this video is outstanding. And I read that just like he typed it. Right? The amount is incoherent nonsense in this video is astounding. Straw man after straw man without understanding the basics. And this is... Uh, regarding a uh, clip apparently should your training be sports specific Mm. because of course this individual knows more about training people than i do sure because he's read the journals the peer review journals (laughs) (laughs) right all right now uh this is back to naomi wolf uh the mask was used this guy's a a, uh well he's a He's an authority here. The mask was used in an attempt to limit water droplets, not the virus itself. Again, Rip shows how little he knows about a topic, yet insists he's correct in his statements. The man that was typing that in his home, he was wearing his mask in his own house as he was typing it. But he also definitely got got COVID, COVID. and he definitely gave it to other people, Mm -hmm. despite wearing the mask. You know, while getting two boosters. I I don't really give a shit if he got COVID or if he didn't get COVID, because when you got COVID, what happened to you? You got better. You got sick, then you got better, just like you've done 50 times in your life, you stupid son of a bitch. No, it's worse than that. You're a stupid pussy. You're a fucking pussy because you did what you were told without understanding the consequences of doing what you were told. The consequences of obedience, in this case, were much more consequential than preventing you getting the fucking flu. Okay? Because now... You're their patsy. You, they own your little bitch ass, don't they? <laughs> All right. Now, I don't really understand this one. I'm going to skip that. All right. Here's a guy that says, a natty, a natty. <laughs> That's be modern 25-year-old talk for somebody that doesn't use steroids. Right. right. At 511235 <laughs> will be known as... A big fat man, not strong. <laughs> a na- a- <laughs> For the same demographic, though, a natty is also someone who doesn't do- who doesn't ha- use TRT, like who doesn't <laughs> natty. <laughs> All right. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, barbell row with Mark Ripito. The Dorian Yates method is far safer and more productive, in my opinion. Mm. Thank you. In his opinion, what's the Dorian Yates method? It's where you don't uh, put it down. You just hold on to the damn thing. Yeah, yeah. You so slide it, the, slide it the, up the non-explosive legs. barbell rope. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's just a I strict okay. bodybuilder rope. Bodybuilder yep. rope. 
Uh, does Snurry Drink work without TRT? Some <laughs> See, there we go. fuck asked me. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's worked for lots of people with that TRT. Works for lots of women with that TRT. Right. Works for lots of old women with that TRT. Yep. It probably won't work for you. Though. Right. You definitely need TRT, my friend. You need TRT. Right. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I enjoy starting strength, but... One word. I hate how, one word, y'all squat. We're here, we, this is in, rever, in reference to a video where we carefully explain the forces on the knee, but he hates how we squat. Right. right. But he loves y'all. Y'all. All right. Now, rip deadlift 500 pounds. That was my 60th birthday video where I deadlifted 500. I thought he didn't like that type of grip because they used the alternate grip. Used the grip. mixed grip. <laughs> where do people get this idea that you, uh, you were anti-alternate grip? Where, did, where no, the fuck does that come from? I just pointed out the limitations of it. Yeah. There are limitations to it. There are limitations to the hook grip. Of course. You know, the only, hook, the only limitation on a double overhand plane grip is that you can't pull your max deadlift. We can't pull a 1RM deadlift that way. Uh, but I've carefully explained the reasons for each one of these grips, yep. and this is all he can understand. See, right? That's the limit of the bottom one percent's ability to understand an argument of any court. All right, and finally today, I'm so glad. No, it says so glad I stopped listening to anything Rip has to say. Yet he's watching your videos. But he hadn't stopped typing about it. That's the interesting part. All right. Now, I've never been so happy to say something in my life as I am right now when I tell you that that concludes this week's installment of Comments from the Haters. Okay. Now, paper Q&A, right? That's right. Paper Q&A, where you submit your questions to us, and we decide, we and only we, decide whether or not your blather is worthy of time spent answering your questions nonsensical questions now in in their defense some of these questions are not terrible occasionally we get a good you know cogent fucking question is an excellent platform from discuss, right. for, for yep. discussion right right but these are all over the place for example here's the first one did you know that it is important to keep water in the trap of infrequently used sinks, particularly in sinks close to the wastewater outlet of the house. I guess not everybody this is a knew. Question? This is a yeah. Did I know? In other words, I guess it is in a other question. words, do you know what a trap does? That's what. That is a question. Okay. Right. There was a bad smell in my basement, which I could not locate. It was a in a space near a small. Nearly unused half bath. A plumber team came by 
This guy actually paid these guys to come by and teach him what a trap was. And the senior guy identified the issue immediately. He said the traps of unused sinks will dry out and let sewer gas into the house. His advice was to run faucets periodically. Thanks. Mail me your invoice. That's it? And $175 later, this guy now understands what a trap does. That's, wow. You know, so he's, in, he's asking you if you knew that. He's asking me if I knew that. <laughs> yeah, I did. I and, think a lot of people you know, know And I didn't have to pay somebody $175 to tell me. That's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. Now, I've done other stupid shit. You know. Sure. I've done stupid shit with air conditioners before, but not with plumbing. Well, it's nice of him to uh, pass that information on. <laughs> it is, in <laughs> fact, because there are, since this is uh, a paper Q&A, <laughs> we know that the com- the haters are listening to this because they always listen to the to the Q&As. And the haters are all stupid. Without exception, they're stupid people, and none of them knew what a trap was for. Yeah. Good point. But now they, they do. Trap is a plug of water that keeps sewer gas from coming up into the drain of the household device that's got the trap on it. Sinks, toilets, everything else has to have a trap. It's code. That's why it's code in there. And now we've, you know, helped out the haters because none of them do that. They appreciate it, I'm sure. But, I, you know, I think it would be interesting to go into the house, one of the haters, and be able to smell sewer gas all over the house. And you would say, hater, what is that horrible smell in here? And you know what he would say? What horrible smell? This smells good to him because he's, you know. This is quite a scenario. Yeah. <laughs> That's how stupid these people are. All right. Man. Cheryl B. asked, what are the consequences of severe anemia on the NLP? I'm not asking about people who need to eat more red meat, but rather about females with medical-grade anemia. Of course, we need to get that fixed. But until the levels are okay, what will that do to training? Well, it fucks it up, Carol. What do you think it does to training? You know, if you can't conduct oxygen at optimum levels, what does that do to the last reps of any set that you do? Yeah, it's going to be rough. You know, it just makes everything hard, and it's completely unnecessary. You can eat a bunch of red meat. You can eat liver. You can eat, you know, like shit like human beings are designed to eat instead of bananas and potatoes and plantains or whatever it is you you know vegetarians or vegans eat you know if you if you don't want to do that you can go to the store and get a bottle of ferrous gluconate and take that iron supplement along with the other vitamins you have to take because you're a vegan right uh But uh, she says, I'm mid-40s personally, but I imagine the question applies to a large percentage of female lifters. Yeah, it might. You know, I don't know. Most female lifters have gotten past the idea that they... Did she say she's a a vegan? No, No, she's just asking. uh, 
She's just asking uh, generally for about people, uh, females with medical grade anemia. Okay. Of course, we need to get that fixed. So I yeah. would imagine from the way this thing is written, she's probably either been diagnosed with uh, real low hemoglobin, H and H, and all that shit is low. Right. Uh, or she has uh, recently figured out that she needs to recover from that and is in the process of trying to get that straight. Now, but she's just concerned about her fellow females. Yep. All right. So, I, you know, I, the, the, the easy answer to that is ferrous gluconate. And uh, that's Yeah, and you train, but train figure out the problem eat your eat meat <clears throat> eat red meat don't be stupid eat red meat and if you are extremely anemic you need to take an iron supplement and the best iron supplement best i can tell is ferrous gluconate you have Do any not idea? take ferrous sulfate it's very poorly absorbed it's called fiasol it was it was you know marketed first by a pharmaceutical company can't remember which one but that's that stuff is very you remember them the little green triangular tablets that's fiasol it's not very well absorbed so get ferrous gluconate from the vitamin department and take a bunch of that there may also be some other ferrous compounds some some organic salts of iron that are available uh ferrous fumarate i remember hearing about but i've never even seen that available uh walmart has ferrous gluconate get a bottle of that and start taking one every day and quit eating like an idiot all right you have any idea where this idea came from that uh somehow red meat is dangerous no it's, shit people it's a believe religious this. position um that's that's bled over into popular culture it is we should not be nasty to animals and eating animals is nasty, despite the fact that they would eat us if they had a chance. But chi- no, I mean people that do that are fine with eating chicken. But oh, why specifically? specifically red, red. I'm meat? not talking about meat. I'm talking about red meat. Talk about red meat. Yeah, I don't because know. people will people will say I try to uh, try to limit try red to avoid meat. red meat. Limit I, red oh, meat. Oh, because you know? they believe some where the hell did that come saturated from? fat. You know. Yeah, that must be it. It must be a saturated it's, fat. It's got to be the fact that red meat contains actually measurable amounts of saturated yeah. fat. And saturated fat is, of course, a deadly poison. Right. And all of this is just Ansel Keys diet mythology bullshit. Yep. The saturated fat thing makes sense. I, I couldn't and figure out where, the hell this, what it is. where this came from. You know, it's got to be what Somehow it is. a healthy diet does not include red meat. That's, yeah. that's insane. Uh, it's, you know, we've been eating it for many thousands of years and many tens of thousands of years when we had the opportunity right used to be a lot more difficult to get red meat you had to kill it and most animals that are in possession of red meat will don't want to die resist that <laughs> yeah. effort all right and uh but now you can go buy it at the store because it's the 21st century and you are not yet in prison for not taking the COVID-19 vaccine. That's coming, though. You watch. All right. Jared Hunt says, have you trained any women with postpartum diastasis recti? If so, what can be learned from that experience? If not, any thoughts on how this, uh, 
quote, increased distance between the erectus abdominis muscles at the midline caused by weakness in the anterior abdominal wall would or should affect training. Well, it's, you know, if you've got uh, a hiatus in, in that midline ligament, I guess that's really, no, it's actually, it would be a tendon, wouldn't it? Yep. Uh, then you are susceptible to uh, pushing some of the gut into that hiatus and having a strangulation. I've never seen that happen before. But uh, it, 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 so what you do about it is you wear your belt. Okay, wear your belt. That's what it, that's a perfect example of a second order benefit of wearing a belt the first order benefit of wearing a belt is because it helps you maintain a rigid torso because it increases the hoop tension around all of those muscles that support the spine but the second order benefit of the thing is going to be to hold together a midline hernia now midline hernias are not specific only to women men get them too and if you put on your belt, that midline hernia is supported and can heal. All right, now if you're just a big fat slob and you got a whole bunch of intra-abdominal fat, you're going to have a hard time healing that up. So that, that then becomes a long-term uh, project for you to get your body recompositioned in a more favorable direction. But the belt is what this is for. You know. All right, now. Rip, it sounds like you appreciate McDonald's coffee. <laughs> Never had it. Wait, where did that come from? I don't know. You said that they. I'm had not your... through though. I, you know, it says if you've tried Dunkin' Donuts brew, how do you think it compares to McDonald's? Well, I've never had McDonald's. I have had Dunkin' Donuts coffee. It is not a beverage. <laughs> it is not a beverage. It's parts cleaner. It's the nastiest shit I've ever had in my mouth. And uh, Dunkin' Donuts is just in a... Uh, When's the last time you had it? I had recently. There was no... Oh, it's been five or six years ago. It was probably at a at a seminar we were doing in a remote location and somebody walked in with a couple of I remember Boston. handles of fucking... Yeah, I remember in Boston all we had was uh, was Dunkin' Donuts. Dunkin' Donuts and it's acidy and I recently wheat, had... Uh, and it's just shit. Some of their espresso. It was pretty fucking good. Express, well, but I'm talking about yeah. the kind of yeah, coffee that comes in the little the, case, yeah, you know. Right, right. McDonald's coffee is pretty good. Awful. I haven't had McDonald's coffee. I've heard it was good. It's good. And I might have said something about I've heard it being good, but I haven't actually personally had it. I don't drink that much coffee anymore. When I drink coffee, I tend to make it myself. And what I tend to make is either some beans we roasted or, you know, I like French Market. French Market is, is a nice product for a commercially prepared coffee. The chicory in it. Uh, makes it acceptable as as a cup of coffee, even though the coffee itself may be a little stale, having been in the can a while. But uh, that's what I 
tend to do. I'll, I'll make French market at the gym or I, somebody has roasted some beans. I'll make that. But, uh, you know, staff roast beans all the time. We've always got fresh coffee around. But uh, I, other than that, I just don't drink a lot of coffee. Unless I'm at, you know. Now, if I go to breakfast someplace, we went to uh, breakfast at a at a Waffle House the other day, and I had their coffee, Lovely. and I thought it was drinkable. It wasn't good, but it was it was drinkable. I mean, you don't go to breakfast for good coffee unless you're in Seattle or someplace like that, you know. But why would you, you – if you've gone to Seattle to drink the coffee, you have paid a terribly high price for the coffee. You can get good coffee anywhere now. You don't have to Pretty go. much. Yeah. yeah. Anywhere. You know, if you can get good coffee at Wichita Falls Athletic Club in Wichita Falls, you can get good coffee pretty damn near anywhere if you just try. Right? Man, there's good coffee shops on 287, like in, uh, is it Childress? Like there's these little tiny coffee shops yeah. on the side of the highway. They're, yeah, I've seen those. good, man. Yeah. I've seen those. Uh, all right, let's see. Um, McDonald's coffee. All right. All right, here's a political question from, I think this is our friend Vince is asking us this. You have a comment on the situation created by world governments between 2020 and 2022. Many of us have observed the general population bowing down to whatever the sociopaths ask them to do during this time. However, do you think the awakening of a small section of the public to the lengths a government will go to control a population will have a positive effect in abating the constant attempted forward motion of world leaders? Uh, there are many historical examples of overzealous governments, but perhaps a more modern version will allow a slightly larger section of the population to realize how modern propaganda will be fed to them and make them more aware of it in the future. I realize that it is unlikely this will be a large enough group to have any effect, but I'm interested in your musings. All right, here's the situation, best I can see it. All right. You guys feel free to comment on this if you want to, but. Uh, the awakening of a small section of the public to the lengths the government will go to control a population will not have a positive effect in abating the constant attempt forward motion of world leaders because politicians are sociopaths and sociopaths want to control your behavior. That's why they're sociopaths. Psychopath, sociopath, same thing. Their their entire they have an agenda for themselves personally, and you, my friends, are irrelevant in the grand scheme of things because a psychopath is going to do whatever it takes to get his agenda accomplished. And the agenda of psychopaths in government is control of you. And you are not going to affect the motivations of a psychopath you can't do that they're there they always behave the same way they always have behaved the same way there's a certain percentage of people who want to run the show and these are the people who rise in politics i mean do i need to point out 
to you that Barack Obama was a psychopath? Here we are in his third administration. And every single thing these people do is objectively wrong. It's wrong for the nation. It's wrong for the people. It's morally wrong. Everything about it is wrong. And yet they do it over and over and over. This is a pretty cynical view, but it really doesn't matter how many people are aware of it. Because we're aware that there was voter fraud throughout the entire election. And everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. There's evidence of it. Everybody saw the evidence of it. And we did nothing. We We did anything at all about it. You know how long it took Mariposa County to count the vote in in their gubernatorial election last year? Ten days to count a county election and nobody did a goddamn thing about it. Argentina they did they they counted what in like six hours that's all it takes it's all it takes that's all it takes to count an election we did it for 150 years you know by the time uh, you and all there's start, paper you stopped casting votes at seven o'clock and by the 10 o'clock news everybody knew who won yeah because we counted the paper ballots <clears throat> it's not complicated you just count the damn things all right, but it takes Maricopa County ten days to count the votes for governor, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to believe that Carrie Lake didn't actually win that election. Yep. Yeah, it does, well, that's just <clears throat> well, exactly. Well, Rusty's right. It doesn't it doesn't matter that, what actually happens because no. But, well, fundamentally, you can't have a functioning society if everybody's a free thinker, right? So that right, we we would have never made it this far. No, there has to be a hierarchy. There's, I understand a, all of this shit. There's got to be a hierarchy, and then but so but, so well, built me, into the system is the idea that a certain group of people need to be in charge. Because they're better at this than you are. No, no, not better. It, it There needs to be built into the system the idea that these people need to be heavily scrutinized and heavily checked, which is what we don't have. Well, yeah. we, okay. there, there, there are no this, checks. We're We've prevented from doing We've that. We've never had it, right. Yeah. And, and the, so the, but the, the interesting thing that's happened now, at least in my opinion, is that they've done a really good job. This, is, this shit only gets worse because they've done a really good job. Of of not making it overt because the 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 mechanisms that control and the 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 forces or the uh, the pressures that drive things are being pushed out into the private sector, right? So so it's not obvious. Mm-hmm. It's not obvious what's going on because um, you know you take. You take a giant corporation and it's a revolving door between the regulatory agencies and the the people that are supposed to be overseeing them and then the people who are um, <clears throat> who are running the thing. So, you know, and then you get shit like the fucking Twitter files and you get shit like, you know, the Afghanistan papers and all this just insanity that's that's going on. So it's just this giant, massive revolving door. And it's yeah, too, it's too it, much. It's too much. Come for people, out of the government, go into the private sector. It's too much for people to keep track of. Yeah, yeah it so, is too much. And yeah. and and the most important fact of all is the fact that our access to the information is it makes it worse. Tailored. It makes it worse specifically to produce the result that the people in charge want produced. Yep. We don't have access to the information. It makes it worse. I got a good friend who thinks he's informed because he listens to the NBC News every night. Well, he's getting the same message I, he, as, as whether you're watching NBC or well, Fox not, or anything that's, else. That's my point. Yeah. The, the he, point is. He is seeing one viewpoint, and that's the viewpoint that is approved for him to see. And he does not go out and look for, for things that put the lie to this propaganda. Yep. All right. And 80%. 
of the of the public falls into that category. They are oh, they believe what they're oh, told. Yeah. It's yeah. They that. willingly believe what they're told. Well, and. And Again, the bigger the, the bigger issue here is that information gets out so fast and it can't be vetted, mm-hmm. and there's so much of it. It gets out so fast, so quickly, that you could really do whatever the fuck you want. We mm-hmm. would not have had a quote-unquote pandemic if it weren't for the Internet. Yeah. No, that's it. That shit would not yeah. have happened 30 years yeah. ago. No. It, it would not have Couldn't happened. Couldn't have happened. Because how do you convince everybody to be fucking terrified? Well, and terrified when, when, of the flu. Because they've had the flu before, uh, and they know that people get sick. How do you convince you know? people to be terrified when nobody around you has died yet? Mm-hmm. Right. Because, not, you, you just say it over and over right, again. exactly. You just, you just, uh, uh, what you do is you make them want to agree with the lie. Because everybody is afraid of COVID-19. You must be afraid of it, too. Because that's just what we're doing today. This is what we're all doing today, and you don't want to be left out, so you've got to be afraid of this shit, too, despite the fact that it's the fucking flu. It's the flu. You've had the flu. You remember having the flu. You felt like shit for three or four days, and then you were okay, right? And it's happened to every individual on the planet two or three times, you know, it, some individuals much more than that, but you know the natural history of getting sick. And unless you're a very old person with comorbidities, you get better. And very old persons with comorbidities have to die of something anyway. Right? This was no different than the experience of the human species for the past several tens of thousands of years. We get sick, then we get better. We get sick, then we get better. But Suddenly, over the past three years, you're expected to forget that. You're expected to forget that, and you're expected to behave as you were told in order to be better controlled. That's what happened. Yeah, and you same, did it voluntarily. Well, it's the same. The same story just happens over and over again. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. think back to to nine eleven, right? I mean, everybody thought that the these dudes in caves were going to come and blow up the entire United States, and we allowed this massive machine to to just take over our lives completely right and now here we are 20 something years later and you got to take your shoes off at the fucking airport Mm -hmm. right Right. and not only that but you have you have the federal government involved in your daily communications with everybody because of that because everybody was because everybody got instant information and was told to be fucking terrified right we have to do this for your safety and they agreed to be fucking terrified now let me point something out to address the other half of his question here during the american revolution in the 1770s i have seen estimates that 80 to 85 percent of the population of what was then the 13 colonies were absolutely in favor of remaining in the british empire of course that's the really all it took was 15 percent. that's the really interesting part of that whole story that i think about i don't know you know obviously there's probably books about this and stuff but how much of a pain in the ass were these guys that they got everybody to do this and you know just right and part of it is like you know we're gonna do it fuck you guys right but Mm -hmm. um how much of a fucking pain in the ass were these these individuals to get this done they were a giant pain in the ass because all the incentives were aligned to just keep shit as as is maintain status quo just like they are now but a persistent minority yeah a very loud very persuasive very persistent minority affected 
change. They affected the change, and 10 years after the change took place, what was everybody's opinion? Oh, this was a good idea. Hey, this was a pretty good <laughs> idea, wasn't it? Yeah. This wasn't a bad idea at all, was it? <laughs> you know, and maybe it'll be the same this time. Maybe it won't. People were much Maybe we're than... going to be 10 years from now, we're going to be the equivalent of communist China. Who fucking right. knows? People were much different. You know? than... I disagree. I think it's the same situation. Mm-hmm. We just didn't have, you know, again, you don't have. If, if... I don't think people were different back then. I think, I think what I think different. is that is so fucking different is the culture. And the culture is different because of our technology. Yeah. It's the, the, the Internet is a much more profound I think disruptor to or maybe that's the wrong word maybe that's exactly the wrong word the 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 internet is a is a blanket over the top of what would previously have been changes within a culture if you saturate the population with the same approved ideas all day long over and over and over again you got nbc news on in the living room you've got the internet on to yahoo news you've got the same narrative flowing in flowing out you've got soap operas on you've got just this drivel and that's all and and whether you want to be exposed to it or not the fact that it's on and the fact that you can hear it means you're absorbing some of it whether you want to or not right and here we are in this fucked up situation and we're unwilling to do anything about it nobody's going to give up their cell phones well this is nobody's going to not look on the internet this is exactly why i say people were different than people had balls back in the day and they got shit done now everybody is okay with the status quo i understand what you're saying but i'm telling you they didn't have any bigger balls than we did they just didn't have access to a blanket of propaganda they didn't have they didn't have forced propaganda shoved down their throats 24 hours a day like we do ours yeah you got your news from a, a newspaper or the or the yeah. or church you, you know, know or, or the town you know whatever. or the radio or whatever but it wasn't a constant feed like we absorb you know i've got mine on i you know and i'm capable of sorting through it and i don't look at all the mainstream media websites but i i can sort through the the you know the conservative sites that I look at some of that's bullshit too. You've got to recognize it, but you have to look at it and you have to subject the information to a critical analysis. And most people won't do that. Most people find it easier to say, "Oh well, you know, those guys at Ruby Ridge that shot that woman with the baby in her arms, she must have been dangerous." You know. That's what they'll say, because that's what they were told. That's what they were told to think. And they can't rise above the level of being told what to think, as most people like being told what to think. I, th- I think you're, you're, you're technically agreeing with me on this, that yeah, people may, don't have the balls. I because, Because, be. uh, you know, you said 15 percent is what, what I, made no, this Rusty, change. what I'm I saying, I agree with you. People yeah. don't have the balls. But what I'm saying is people have never had the balls. Right. Mm-hmm. They've never had the balls. We have been tailored as a society 
to go along and get along. That's the role of religion. That's the evolutionary principle that's under, the, under all this. So that's right. Again, you can't have a functioning society with a bunch of what, what a whole bunch of insane, crazy, independent alpha, guys right. running around. Right. The, the glue's not there. Yeah. You know, yep. the glue's not fucking there. And there is a there's a religion place in your central nervous system that teaches you that authority must be obeyed. And it's not just the churches that take advantage of that. In fact, the churches are perhaps the most benign uh, utilizers of that of that of that built-in reflex. You know. Yeah, it's not necessarily a problem. It's just it, you have to recognize the fact and understand what the limitations of your the system that you are a part of sure. are, and put things in place so that you know. I mean, this you is why remember back in 2020 when the goddamn county government decided that all everybody's yeah. business was going to have to shut right. down. Mm-hmm. You remember right. that? Yeah. And everybody except us shut the business down. Yeah. yeah. You know. And it didn't last long because at some point they figured out you know if we. Shut all these businesses we don't get down. Paid. Our, our, our tax revenues are going to suffer for this. And so we've Jesus. got to, you know, that's kind of like cutting off our own noses despite our faces. Mm-hmm. So we've got to, we got to let go of this. And, and they finally let up, but everybody just said, well, we have to, you know. Right. Without once saying to themselves, if I don't and somebody gets the flu in my business, you know that's happened before and everything was fine they didn't say that because they were willing to accept the bullshit about this suddenly being different and you know it's a damn shame what we did to ourselves the underlying assumption is always that we know better than you that's the problem right yes the underlying assumption is that we know better than you you are not right. smart enough to lock yourself in your house so we're going to force you to lock so we're going to weld the door shut for <clears throat> right. you yeah and you'll thank us for it later but even if you don't thank us we don't care because it's what we're going to do yep right okay tyler perkins our friend Tyler Perkins asks, as an assless man, one of, he'll explain. One of my many hopes when I first started training was to finally develop a fat dump truck. Not for aesthetics, but simply to be able to keep a pair of pants up and sit comfortably once and for all. I'm now approaching a 600 squat, pulled 675, yet I remain mostly assless. Is this a genetic deformity that I will ever be able to conquer? Probably. Yes. It's genetic. This might seem silly and trivial, but it really makes for a pretty miserable life experience that those lucky enough to have been born into ass privilege will never understand. <laughs> so fucking ridiculous. Any suggestions or should I just kill myself now? No, so I th- Look, if you already know you should have killed yourself, right? And if you hadn't done it by now, you're not going to. Yeah, too late. It's too late. It's too late. You don't have an ass. You know, this, this, but, this, but this here's, is the question. The, here's the thing about the starting strength squat. Mm-hmm. Everybody does this correctly, maximizes their ass genetics. Right. If you're going to grow an ass, if you're, you're going to grow an ass, and you know, and right. if Tyler, if you 
were doing it wrong, we would have noticed by now. So you're probably not going to grow an ass. Yeah, I, I think it's a good question because a lot of people do have this thing in their head thinking, well, I can grow a fat ass somehow, even if they are just a flat board. Yeah. And there are women on Instagram who make millions oh, of dollars the idea for sure. because oh, yeah. they have amazing oh, yeah. genetics and a huge ass, and that's what's in right now. So they sell their booty building weird? program These big fat asses i mean like wide yes. fat asses not just yes you know it deep yes. fat ass are popular now and i think we're looking at fat girls and you know just like we've always seen fat girls i mean there's no shortage of fat girls around you know but now they're fashionable and they're thinking jesus well, every morning when they get up and they're like, man i am so happy that God has made me acceptable now. Well, <laughs> without having to actually do anything more, eat my donut for breakfast. There, there, there are women who have the genetics to have a small waist and really big butts, and those women are making so much money on the internet right now, selling a booty building program to women who are 105 pounds natural, and they think that oh, if I do this program, I right. can also grow an ass, and you can't. It's a genetic thing. It's a genetic thing. You see, Phil. Phil doesn't have an ass. <laughs> Phil's never had an ass. Mm-hmm. Now Phil doesn't know how to squat. That's absolutely true. He but 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 he would have grown something. He would have grown something over forty five years. You know, <laughs> you know, if he was if he was oh, capable shit. of doing it. Yep. You know. Uh, okay, Vince, who just won't go away, here says, "Rip, have your haters ever become lovers?" I think there is love in the bosom of many of your haters. They're having a difficult time expressing their feelings. It just comes out all wrong. Usually, no, no, usually it's the other way around. Vince, the haters are not. They're not motivated by hatred, really. They're motivated by stupidity. Yeah, that's right. They're just stupid people. They don't understand what we're saying. It's not actually hate. It's not hate. It's misunderstanding, and there's nothing we can do about that. Yep. We're, there's nobody on earth better explaining this shit than we are. Nobody. And they still can't understand it. So, I mean, it's just, they're not accessible. And we call them haters, but the, the, the real thing we're doing is reading the comments from the bottom 3%. And we've said this in the past. We're talking about the bottom 3% of the human race that are that are you know sending in these idiot ass comments they just don't understand they can't understand and we remain persistent they don't understand it so they get angry but the it's it's not hatred in the in the in the sense that i've like raped their mother right it's hatred in the sense that we're saying things they can't understand, and it frustrates the poor little things, and they just have to express their frustration in this interesting way. By typing now, a comment when, when you, anonymously on YouTube. Right. So when you do the – I want you to be sure that when you do the 300-episode anniversary show of Comments from the Haters, that you include the comment I just made. All right? Make a note, Rusty. Make a note, Rusty. All right, making it right now. All right. Let's see. Speaking of bosoms, what was the decorative coffee cup tipped over on the beef heart Q&A? Was Clyde to blame? fuck is Clyde? It's just the same cup It's the here. one that's always there. It's always there. It's just part of the table. Yeah. Who's Clyde? 
I don't know who Clyde is. Clyde uh, is. He is that Clyde? Is Clyde. Oh. Oh. Okay. Have you called him Clyde in the past? I don't think. I don't so. think so. It's just monkey. Yeah, that's an exquisite set of breasts on that mug, though. Those are some really damn nice. nice tits. There's no nice. doubt about it. That's why the cup is there. Where did we even get that? I don't even remember. No clue. It's like it's always been here. But it hasn't. No, it hadn't. You're right. It hasn't always been It's here. appeared. But it just <laughs> appeared one day, and I don't know who gave it to mm-hmm. us. Someone uh, someone didn't give it to you. Someone gifted it. That's the way <laughs> you say it now. Is that what you say now? You say someone gifted, gifted it. Gifted it instead of instead of gave so it. To gifted me. instead of gave. I guess there's a the I guess there's a difference because if you just give someone something, it doesn't mean well, like anything. It, it, we 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 don't tell people things. We share things now. Well, yeah, right. Yep. This the whole language is changing <clears throat> underneath us, whether we want it to or not. Share. Let me share something with you. Why don't you just no no no? I don't have time for that. Just, just tell, tell me. Just tell me. <laughs> just tell me. Okay. Doesn't take so much time. <laughs> Just tell me it doesn't take as much time. <laughs> All right. That tickled me for some reason. All right. Here, Vince is also asking about Rusty's eye surgery. Uh, you want to give us a report on that? Oh, I've got great vision during the day, um, slight astigmatism at night. But at you night. got halos and shit at night? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, it's not too bad. I have eye drops that if I put in, it'll take care of most of the astigmatism. It lasts for a few hours. Was the halos a version of the, uh, the uh, function of the astigmatism? Yeah. 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 Because I don't have halos. Yeah. I, um, I'll get like a double, almost double vision. Like if there's a stop sign and it's illuminated, I'll get maybe 10% of that stop sign below it. Hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, get starring. Um, my guy, eyes get tired if I'm driving late at night and I don't have my drops. Well, I, you know, I noticed the other night driving back from San Antonio, we went down there to do that uh, that Q and A. Uh, driving at night is more fatiguing for me now mm-hmm. than it used to be. I used to just drive at night; it didn't wasn't any different than driving during the day. But I've got to, it, it's like I have to. To, to fight to pay more attention to the what's going on I'm more easily distracted mm-hmm. I can see just the same but I, I, I can't explain it it's yeah. just it's not as much fun as it used to be I uh you know, I'm a low percentage of people that get astigmatism though it was a freak thing like it ha- it happens to I think one or two people every year at uh at where I got it done yeah I happen to be one of them um, he well. did a corrective on one eye it didn't really fix a whole lot of my stigmatism but my uh my eyes during the day are sharp they're real sharp <clears throat> okay here's a training question uh as for a lifting question he said had a coffee question that i've already talked about as for a lifting question i currently weigh 236 at 510 i hit a 562 deadlift 450 squat 342 bench at my last meet. Should I stay at my current weight or try to go up? I'm an intermediate doing the four-day split at 33 years old. I've been training for around a year. Damn. Those well, are those good pretty numbers good for numbers a year. for you. You've got a long way to go, man. Uh, at 5'10", 236. That's a good body I think weight. You just, that's a good body weight for you. I, right now it is. Uh, but you're going to go up, you know, if you take your – your deadlift and squat up into the sevens 
like you probably will and uh your 450 bench up into the low fives uh you're gonna end up weighing 265 270 mm-hmm. something like that at 510 you know and normal body fat you know 15 yep. percent, something like that what was ed cone's body weight <clears throat> he two, was, was he at two, 242, 242 at 5'5". 5'5", 242. And, you know, the guy call, in the world. Nobody would call Ed fat. No, no, Ed was not fat. Yeah. And uh, uh, this this is the lesson that so many of these closet bodybuilders just don't want to learn. Is it is, it's a, uh, there is nothing wrong with 15% body fat. That's normal human body fat. 5% body fat is not normal human body fat. But we have fetishized what would in a previous day have been uh, a risk exposure. If you're walking around at 5% body fat because you were born with extremely low body fat and not much adipose, you were the guy that starved to death, whereas everybody else in the same famine was, you know, not okay, but still alive. That, but these the, those those things are all so far in the past that nobody can relate to them. But there's not fifteen percent body fat on an athletic man is. I mean, why do you want to be lower than that? It's not healthier to be lower than that. I mean, we are, we as a species store fat subcutaneously. It's where we put our fat. Because the magazines tell them they need because to. Because the magazines the social tell them, media does. And the books Mar- that Marvel are for superheroes. All you know, of it. With, books with guys with their shirts off on the cover that wrote the book showing you their abs. Yeah, that's why. You know, that kind of thing is is why you think you're supposed to look like that. But if you are at 5'10 and 265 and you're squatting in the 7s and deadlifting in the 7s and bench pressing in the 5s, at 15% body fat, you look like a big, strong man. Nobody's going to look at that guy and say, you're fat. You're a fat guy. You know, you're going to have a 21-inch neck. You've got 19-inch arms accidentally, even though you don't curl. You know, you're just going to be a big, strong-looking guy. And you're going to be 15% body fat. But his question is, is what does he need to do? And I, you just keep training and eating like you're doing right now. And when you get those lifts up where I just said they needed to be, you'll weigh in 265, 270, and you'll be fine right there. You'll be fine. You'll look just fine. The biggest mistake, and I've said this a hundred times, I ever made was staying at 220 at 5'8 when I was trying to be a power lifter. I, that, that was bad advice, and I fucked that up. Don't you fuck it up, too. Okay? Now, Darren Jackson says, same kind of question. I've heard you all talk about 500, 400, 300, 200 for some time. Could you expand on this a little bit? What do you think of the percentage of lifters that can actually make it to this level, especially those over 50? I'm currently 51. This is Darren Jackson, by the way. 51, I've hit three 
of four for triples. Deadlift eludes me, but I think I'll hit it in a couple of months. The only reason I ask is because everyone where I work acts like I'm, I'm some kind of freak for being as strong as I am, but I don't really feel that strong. I'm 51, 230, 5'9". He squatted 405 for a triple, benched 300 for a triple, pressed 200 for a triple, and deadlifted 455 for a triple. I did 460 for two, but I was supposed to do it for a triple, so I don't count it as a PR. He could do 500 yeah. tomorrow. I think he probably could. If yep. he did it first, he could probably yep. do 500 for a single tomorrow. Get your sticker. You know, if you had your gun out, pointed at his head, and you said, Darren, I'm not joking. <laughs> if you don't pull this 500, I'm going to blow your fucking brains out. But first, I'm going to shoot you in the belly so it hurts real bad. <laughs> and then I'm going to kill you. <laughs> now, you go over there, and you pull on this fucking thing until it comes up and locks out. He'd probably do stand it up now. pretty quick. <laughs> if you were to say that, I bet he'd do it. I bet he'd probably stand up pretty quick with it. He might clean it. <laughs> you know. Yeah, for a normal average size guy, that two, two, three, four, five is not. Uh, I it's mean, not unattainable at all. No. Just how long you'll that's get there. That's why we've yeah. got it on the. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's that's it's just. Ba- it's kind of it, you almost think of it as a as a, a baseline for somebody who's trained, right? Somebody who right. trains, right? So that's that's you know. that's and, when and your training 51, starts. All right, he's fifty-one. That doesn't make any difference when you're fifty-one. You're still yep. capable of being strong, sure. like you are when you're forty-one, for sure. You know, you don't recover yep. as easy as you did when you were 21. But, you know, the, Does that the be- best lifters, you know, I remember a, a master's lifter uh, by the name of Larry Kidney from 40 years ago who was, uh, he was like 66. Now, some of you that know Larry may remember these numbers different he was like 66 and he he squatted 700 damn fuck at the age of 66 he was 242 what's that even look like <laughs> oh, it's yeah. just you know he was an ugly older power lifter but oh, i mean me. who cares you know Jesus Christ, man. it's what he could it's that's not you know yeah. people can stay strong yeah. when mm-hmm. they're old if they'll just lift yeah. the weight you know yeah, but but you know, to, to the other part of his question is, in reality, based on what most people are doing, that is a, a pretty extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Oh, thing. But, but compared to the general yeah, population, uh, yeah, you are significantly stronger than yeah, all of your friends. You're an absolute in, insane freak. That's yeah, absolutely for true. sure. But but in, it doesn't he, in, the in way, terms of the history of strength training. That's not odd. Yeah. Exactly. That's attainable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like the 315 bench for right. the guy. That's a, that's perfectly attainable. You know, to get your bench to 400, it's going to start getting into that, specializing. That takes to get a your competitive lift. Yeah, to get your squat for an average guy from but four to five. But if you're a 200 pound guy, you can't bench 315. It's just exactly. you hadn't assigned exactly. A yeah, priority. When to people, it. yeah, the way I've explained it to people is it, the, those numbers represent a, a, a strength level that doesn't require any specialization it's like a baseline right. strength level you know, right you're you're strong precisely yep okay now hi rip not sure if you've ever talked about this but i'm wondering if there is any value in pulling a sled as opposed to using just a prowler type push sled starting to recommends well if you are pulling a sled 
with a belt tied around your hips. All right, there's two things I don't like about that. First thing is you're applying a shear force across your lumbar spine. Now think about it. Right? You're pulling against your hips backwards against the normal geometry of your lumbar spine and you're gonna you're putting a shear on that. Now it may or may not be significant depending on how much weight is on the sled, but if there's enough weight on the sled and you're strong and you're not perfectly careful, perfectly careful to keep abs and low back absolutely tight, there is a there is a significant chance you're gonna hurt yourself by pulling a belted sled. A. B. When you push the sled with your arms, then you add a whole bunch of kinetic chain to the movement. Now the shear thing goes away and you've added the upper part of the trunk and all of the push muscles, the bench press muscles, arms, lats, all that kind of stuff to the, to the, to the kinetic chain. Cause now the kinetic chain goes from the hands to the ground instead of from the belt to the ground. All right, so that's why uh, I would never pull a sled belted. It's just it's stupid. Just get a better get a better sled. All right now. All right, here's kind of an interesting question. Hammer of Thorazine. Do we know him? He writes in all the time. It's a great name. I don't know. It's a great name. We might know, know who it is. A couple of years ago, I had a coronary artery CT done for purposes of checking for plaque. I have zero plaque. The interesting part of this was the radiologist incidental finding of a hiatal hernia. This made sense because I had at some point that year began noticing intermittent heartburn. <clears throat> I did some testing to see what triggered it, and as you can imagine, an abdominal crunching movement is about the worst possible thing. Yes. But who cares? Crunches are worthless, and I don't do them anyway. Good. Because they are worthless, and you shouldn't do them. All right? A hernia is reducible, whether just by giving it time to move back or my chiropractor can reliably push it back. I actually have a good one, not one of the clowns we've all heard about. Now, a couple of times, I have noticed the symptoms being caused by when benching. But minimally, the issue is far worse when squatting. I have a double-plied Dominion Strength belt and have fitted it per your recommendations. I've found sometimes when squatting, I can feel the heartburn coming on. It is distracting, and I'm concerned for burping, thus losing pressure when performing the movement. What could be done about this? I do have some excess abdominal bulge that could be shed, so I could start there. But other than that, I'm at a loss and will try anything. All right, he's 32, 6'3", 250, squats 465 for five, benches three and a quarter for five. All right. All right, it is important to understand that some something close to 25% of the adult population of the United States has a hiatal hernia. It's extremely common. Now, hiatal hernia is... Uh, 
a, a loose spot in the part of the diaphragm muscle where your esophagus and your trachea come up out of the uh, the esophagus mainly comes up out of the gut and if the pressure is right the 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 esophagus can be shoved up into the thoracic cavity and this causes problems and it'll go back down but it's an extremely common extremely common um, thing and i don't know that it's caused by anything other than you know there's a genetic capacity for this to happen all right i do know that the surgical intervention for this is a real bad idea all right they they essentially tie it off so that you can't uh so that it constricts the the foramen in the in the uh in the diaphragm so that your the esophagus can't slide up into the into the thoracic cavity now what this in effect means is that you can no longer vomit and if you can't vomit and you ingest some poison then you're in serious trouble okay and i I don't know anybody much that recommends that surgery i guess if it was a you know a real bad bad situation then you can uh it might be something to consider but they make an appliance that that is there to control the reflux if the problem is laxity in your upper upper esophageal sphincter the muscle that closes the esophagus off as the esophagus enters the stomach they make a little ceramic magnet that encircles that that puts a little constriction on that now this also makes it difficult to throw up okay but uh buddy of mine that had this he had bad bad reflux for 30 years and this thing came available and he was first one in line to get the damn thing and he's it's like changed his life you know he couldn't eat anything after two in the afternoon previously or he'd be up all night you know but this this has really helped quite a bit but what i wanted to point out is that hernias of this type are very very common lots of people are walking around with them that don't know they have it they have the symptoms they just haven't attached enough significance to them to go have it go have it diagnosed um i don't know what needs to be done about it. it it depends on how much disruption in your daily routine that you're getting if you can time your nighttime meal to the point where it's mostly digested by the time you go to sleep you shouldn't really have any problems with it on a regular basis uh if if however your situation is severe and it doesn't sound like it is then you could have that that uh appliance installed at the base of the esophagus uh, i i i don't you know but the other surgical interventions of real bad idea and I, most people will try to talk you out of that anyway because they don't like to do it because they have to 
sometimes go back in there and revise it because it's it's a real bad procedure uh what else about that question uh yeah that's that that should that should tide you over all right look all right last piece of paper what that means from a practical standpoint is the q a is drawing to a close so those of you who are enjoying the q a as it has progressed so far we're going to have to come to grips with the fact that it's about over you may mourn quietly to yourselves all right james collinge you know i've always wondered if that's the way he pronounces it it is it is. is it college yeah it's a good man all right first question is there a difference in the depth of a squat that is most beneficial for overall strength development as per the blue book and the depth of a squat you would accept in a meet you were involved in or sanctioned no there's no difference in the depth you got to break parallel for all of the reasons discussed in the book and so in terms of a competitive uh situation so we have a way to judge the difference in performances if everybody does not have to squat to the same depth then one squats not equivalent to the other and if you squat more weight than the other guy squatted by virtue of the fact that you were an inch higher than he was this is you, know, you can't have that so you got to be able to standardize performances so that they are the 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 depth in uh the blue book was was chosen for uh anatomical musculoskeletal anatomy and physiology reasons but the competitive squat depth was so we can judge depth all right second question have you watched 1883 yet if so what did you think yes i did watch it and it was real damn good that was a hell of a miniseries. Do you see that? No. Uh, it's uh, Tyler Sheridan's deal about before the Yellowstone property oh, okay. was settled. And, uh, oh, the country western singer in Faith Hill. What's his name? Uh, who's the guy married to Faith Hill? Let's I'm not a big country western fan, but... Uh, Let's consult the Oracle. Yeah, and then we'll edit it so I don't look stupid. All right. Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw and Faith Hill were in this thing, and they did a wonderful job as an actor and actress playing these roles. Wonderful job. Uh, the The cast was good. Uh, everything about that was a that was that was an excellent miniseries. This this Taylor Sheridan guy's got his head all the way out of his ass. He is doing things correctly, especially in that genre. Yeah, can't uh, can't fault him at all. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. If you hadn't seen 1883, buy it. Buy it. It's worth it's worth owning. Buy it on DVD and watch it because you'll want to watch it more than once. All right, and now Roan Horse asks. I've noticed some people using velocity-based tools when lifting, mainly hooking the barbell up to a small machine that measures and monitors bar speed and uh 
Oh, what do they call that one that everybody uses? The uh, tens unit. I think no, so. Yeah. No tens unit. No, that's not. No, that's a that's a shocker. That's guy. the shock thing that's for your muscles. Guy. What do they call the little guy sits on the platform? Little cable attached to the bar measures bar speed. I think Carter uses one of those, or he did. I don't know if he still does. Oh. Uh, oh yeah, tens is a shocker. I don't tendo know. Tendo unit. The tendo unit. That's what that's called. The tendo unit. Right. The bar speed thing is called the tendo unit. I believe it is. Yeah. Oh yeah! Look at this thing. It's like a little. Isn't that what it's called? It's like a little. It's a little guy scale. sits on the floor, it's right? Like a luggage room. scale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Tendo unit. The tendo unit. That's what he's talking about. There's <clears throat> no bar velocity and any benefit to someone doing starting strength. I personally don't see how it could help. Regardless, the speed of the lift has been made. It's made. I wanted to get your thoughts. No, I don't think the bar speed's terribly critical. Is a Especially not for intermediate or uh, novice and intermediate lifters. It might come into play for an advanced lifter at some point. But, uh, I mean, you're doing cleans. If you're doing a novice progression, you're doing cleans. If you're doing intermediate level lifting, you're doing cleans. And cleans are controlled for velocity in a way that cannot be duplicated by any device that merely measures the speed if you do not accelerate the bar to to the sufficient velocity to give you time to change from the pull position to the rack position then the bar wasn't going fast enough and you know that because it fell back down on the floor and you didn't rack it so we don't need to monitor the bar speed because we're monitoring the bar speed by the end of the movement pattern required to clean the bar all right, and you're supposed to be doing cleans and deadlifts in both of these programs. The light day pull is the clean, the heavy day pull is the deadlift. Now, if you're not doing cleans, then you're not doing the program. Now, there may be reasons why you're not doing cleans. You might be 60. You might have some injuries. You might have fucked up wrists or elbows that fix it so that you can't rack the clean without hurting yourself. Situations like that, you're not going to clean. But you have to understand that the clean is an inherent part of this program, and we put it in there for several very, very good reasons. And this is one of them. It enforces the fact that you know how to pull on the bar fast. Okay? Uh, so, no, I don't, really, I don't really see that you need a Tendo unit. I think you need to clean. And if you're cleaning then the bar is going fast enough for you to rack it because that's what a clean is, right? Well, looks like the desk is all cleaned off here. I guess we're, we've exhausted this week's pile of questions. That was excellent. Was it? One of the best you ones you've ever done, I think for it sure. Was, it, yeah. it, it, it had to have been one of the best ones I've ever done. Yep. I don't know why. Easily. But, I mean, you wouldn't have said that were it not true of course not because you're not one to compliment me <laughs> oh that's bullshit that's <laughs> you're not one to compliment you don't just you don't oh, just hand on. out <laughs> egregious comments <laughs> you know? that's that's stupid no one's ever heard you do. the internet calls him your yes man that's true him that's yes true. 
<laughs> Where do you see this on the internet? <laughs> All over the comments. <laughs> oh, God almighty. <laughs> All right, well, that's that's complete bullshit. <laughs> All right, so we're done? Yeah. Let's get the hell out of here. I need to pee anyway. We generally judge the length of these programs by whether or not I need to pee, and I need to pee now, so... I'm going to get up and go pee, and we'll talk to you guys next week right here on Starting Strength Radio.